VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And as always, thank you for coming along on the VCY America Radio Network in for Jim Schneider, uh, Dalton Windsor on this Friday, News Roundup Friday. Would you look at your calendar? Here we are in early October. It's finally beginning to feel a little bit like uh, October. Here at uh, VCY headquarters, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we had the first four days of October uh, of 80 degree days. Now that's kind of, that's unheard of really in Wisconsin. I, I, isn't it? I, I think that it is to get 80 degrees consistently, uh, in October, but it seems to me that uh, it is. However, today has brought some cooler temperatures and, well, certainly many will be enjoying that as uh, the weekend rolls in here. It's a great time of year. Uh, seeing uh, God's beauty and the uh, changing of the seasons and the, the, the fall colors, the, the falling leaves, and uh, all those things that, uh, that we uh, look for this time of year, you know, and, uh, you know, blankets and, and, uh, and everything's pumpkin. Everything in the world right now is, is pumpkin. Uh, pumpkin coffee, pumpkin tea. I even saw a sign that was uh, you could get a pumpkin spice oil change somewhere. Well, that was kind of uh, uh, maybe a little too much, but that was a true sign <laughs> that we have seen. So hope you're enjoying this uh, beautiful season and uh, and all that uh, comes with that. And uh, speaking of uh, Jim and why he is not here today, he is uh, traveling to Trail Ridge Camp where a very busy weekend is coming up, a beautiful weekend of uh, some fall weather there, I'm sure, on the Trail Ridge Campgrounds. Uh, there is the uh, father-son retreat going on at uh, Trail Ridge Camp in Hillsboro, Wisconsin, and uh, dads and sons uh, all uh, uh, converging onto Trail Ridge Camp uh, later this evening uh, for this weekend. Sometimes with a, some time with dads and sons and and uh, God's Word. Uh, they'll have a, a speaker giving God's Word, and so we're uh, glad to know that uh, that wonderful event is taking place. And uh, something else about this time of year, and namely October, October is Pastor Appreciation Month. And so for Christians across the country, you uh, remember your pastor. We pause to give thanks to our pastors. Friends, if you are a member or you attend as often as you can a Bible-preaching, Bible-teaching church, you are blessed. Your community is blessed. And in October, believers pause to tell their their uh, pastors, thank you. Their pastors' wives, uh, thank you. And pastors, we do pause today to say thank you. You may not know it. Hopefully you do, because you you know you hold high the office that you that you occupy there, that you're called to. You're changing the world one soul at a time. You're changing the world one soul at a time. Maybe you serve in Sunday school. Thank you. Maybe you have a, a call to missions and supporting missionaries, and you lead prayer meetings and Bible studies or good news clubs or the various things. Thank you. But thank you to the pastors and those leaders. And, uh, you know, even Paul told Timothy that uh, those who labor in the word and doctrine, they need be counted worthy of double honor. First Timothy 5. So, pastors, we do thank you. And uh, we'll mention them again uh, later, uh, Lord willing, inside of this hour. There is a stack of news we, need to, we do need to get to. We're going to start today at the wall. Well, at the border and a border wall. Do you remember all the controversy? Of course, it's it's headline news all the time. Our controversy at the border. Well, this week, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas opted to waive a litany of laws and regulations to swiftly construct, or let me say the word build, more border wall 
in a key Texas hotspot for illegal crossings. Now, I know that this has got to be shocking to some of you. No way. Not this administration. Not after all that they went after President Trump for, that we don't need a wall. Oh, and back at the campaign when President Joe Biden said at the debate, there would not be one more foot. There would not be one more foot of border wall built under his administration. This week, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas opting to waive. He's bypassing a litany of laws and regulations to, I'm reading this again, to swiftly construct, build, to build more border wall in a Texas hotspot for illegal crossings. They have determined, pursuant to law, that it is necessary to waive certain laws and regulations and other legal requirements in order to ensure the the construction, the quick construction of barriers and roads in the vicinity of the international land border in Starr County, Texas. That's from a uh, notice that was posted to the U.S. Federal Registry that uh, Fox News obtained citing the 1996 Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigrant Responsibility Act, Mayorkas noted that Congress granted to the Secretary of Homeland Security the authority to waive all legal requirements that, he said, that I, in my sole discretion, determine necessary to ensure the expeditious construction of barriers and roads authorized by the Act. In total, Mayorkas plans to waive a total of 26 federal laws to expedite this construction. Joe Biden is building the wall. Trump was right. From the Daily Wire, the Biden administration saying that Venezuelan immigrants who illegally entered the United States will be directly deported back to the South American country after a record number uh, crossed the southern border last month. The shift in policy comes after years of bypassing regular deportations to Venezuela due to nearly two decades of tense relations with its socialist government. But now the Department of Homeland Security is saying the federal government plans to resume direct deportations after preliminary data had showed approximately 50,000 Venezuelans illegally entered the U.S. last month. What, what a thought that all of this could have been avoided. What a thought that that wall could have been completed and people who are welcome to come here just would have had to do it legally. What a concept, because look what has happened. Look what has happened to our country because of the border. A nation without borders, friends, is not a nation. A nation, a country without borders is not a country. Now we deal with so much fallout. Here's a story from the day, another one from the Daily Wire. New York Democrat Governor Kathy Hochul announced Monday the state identified approximately 18,000 job openings from more than 350 employers across various industries in the state that are willing to hire immigrants eligible to legally work in the U.S. Migrants and asylum seekers came here to work, so let's put them to work. And we shouldn't deny that. There are people that honestly, sincerely want to come to America for a a better life. They're willing to work. They'll even come here illegally. But so many have come for a completely different reason. Governor Hochul uh, saying Monday, right now we have a migrant crisis and a workforce crisis. By connecting work-eligible individuals with jobs and opportunity in New York, we can solve them both and secure a brighter future for all New Yorkers. Hochul's announcement came uh, less than 24 hours after she said the southern border is, quote, too open, as the U.S. has seen a record number of illegal crossings since President Joe Biden took the White House in 2021. I'll say that again. The U.S. has seen a record number of illegal crossings since President Joe Biden took the White House in 2021. Now, don't need to repeat that again, but it's a fact. And we all know it. And a lot of those 
or let me say it this way, it's not just the people that are the concern, but it's what they're bringing with them. These drug cartels. Here's from WND. A Republican congresswoman is now warning America that the fentanyl crisis exacerbated under Joe Biden's border policies or lack thereof and his liberal crime policies have gotten so bad that New York City is now New York City is now calling on its citizens to carry Narcan at all times to help save people whose lives are threatened by overdose by drug overdose and uh the representative there says, uh, this morning our city put out an advisory that the people of the city of New York should carry around Narcan with them. That's how bad the fentanyl crisis has gotten. That is uh, from uh, Representative Nicole Maliatakis at a uh, press event while a uh, House Speaker, former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy was there Wednesday recommending the citizens of New York walk around with Narcan. If you don't know, Narcan is uh, the best-known brand for, forgive me, is it Naloxone? N-A-L-O-X-O-N-E. And Narcan nasal spray was designed to rapidly reverse the effects of a life-threatening opioid emergency. It is used to revive someone during an overdose from many prescription pain medications or street drugs, as we would call them. Uh, Street drugs such as heroin, and Narcan is available as an over-the-counter treatment. So, yes, we wanted people, we still welcome people to come here legally. We don't want these drugs, these illegal drugs being trafficked in through our open borders. Sure, just come on in, just bring them on in. Here from a town hall just before uh, our first break, according to the Washington Times, federal data found that most aliens who cross these illegal aliens cross the southern border illegally are making their way to Democrat-led cities. Roughly 2,572 illegal aliens aliens were paroled in May, and 18% of migrants crossing the border are putting down roots in New York City, Long Island, and the Hudson Valley. Another 30% of migrants traveling to Chicago, Boston, Miami, and the San Francisco Bay Area, Atlanta, Denver, Detroit, New Orleans, uh, Washington, D.C. were also among the cities that illegal uh, illegal migrants were beginning to call home. Of the 2,572 illegal migrants, 1,290 have yet to be sent a, a charging document or notice to appear, meaning a deportation proceeding is nowhere in the future for them. And despite a 60-day requirement, data found that at least 100 migrants have failed to check in with ICE. And this makes it impossible to track their whereabouts. So uh, there's this map that's uh, revealing uh, what cities that the illegal migrants are heading for. And uh, these answers, friends, simply not surprising at all. We are up against a break. We will come back. And uh, we mentioned... We mentioned... Kevin McCarthy, former Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy. It's been a rough week for him. We will uh, come back and uh, set the scene there. You're listening to News Round and Comment on the VCY America Radio Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and author at the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, why is the ocean salty? Chris, salt is added to the ocean on a daily basis as rain falls on the land surface, dissolving salt, which then gets into the rivers and ultimately to the ocean. And we can measure how much salt is carried in the rivers. We also know how much salt is in the ocean. A simple division of the amount of salt by the rate at which it's added shows us that the age of the Earth's oceans is far too young to have allowed for evolution, because evolution assumes that life evolved in the salty sea long ago. But if the oceans were old, they would already be so choked with salt that life would be impossible. You see, Chris, the direct scientific observations do not support the evolution idea. They do support recent creation, and that's the recent creation we read about when we go back to Genesis. For free information on creation, visit us on the web at www.icr.org.
This is Crosstalk on the VCY America radio network. Thank you for uh, being with us. Uh, Just before the break, we mentioned former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. It's been getting uh, much talk uh, all this week and uh, introducing uh, other names uh, to us uh, with such a uh, transition that is taking place. Really a historic, historic transition this week, at least for present generation. But uh, Fox News reporting now that, uh, well, and this was earlier this week, actually, uh, Representative Patrick McHenry, McHenry, North Carolina, is the temporary leader of the House of Representatives after Kevin McCarthy was removed from his post Tuesday. The uh, House rules dictated that uh, McCarthy, upon his election as Speaker in January, provide a secret list of members to succeed him as a Speaker uh, should uh, the office be vacated as it was with his removal. It was revealed following the vote to oust McCarthy that this uh, Representative Patrick McHenry uh, was at the top of that list. If you don't know, a uh, former media consultant, McHenry, a political operative, first elected to the House to represent North Carolina's 10th Congressional District in 2004. McHenry was selected as the House Republican Chief Deputy Whip in 2015 and served in the role until 2019. He was selected as Chair of the House Financial Services Committee in uh, January of uh, this year. One of the first things that uh, this guy, McHenry, has done was uh, evict Nancy Pelosi from her private office at the Capitol. Fox News also reporting that uh, former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi uh, being evicted from her private Capitol office by the new Speaker, by the new Speaker of the House. Fox News Digital confirming that House Speaker Patrick McHenry gave the order to Nancy Pelosi to vacate her Capitol hideaway by Wednesday. And McHenry's eviction order was one of the congressman's first acts as the top House lawmaker. Pelosi was notified of the eviction in an email. The email said the former speaker's hideaway was being reassigned for, quote, for speaker office use. Please vacate the space tomorrow. The room will be, (laughs) they even rekeyed the room. Uh, The room will be rekeyed, the email said. Pelosi moved out of her hideaway on Tuesday with help from the staff of House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries of New York. Several photos here of that day. And, uh, well, what is uh, she having to say about it? Red State reporting uh, a little bit on, on her comments about this. She's pro- uh, Nancy's proclaiming that the decision was, quote, a sharp departure from tradition. Yeah, there have been a lot of sharp departures from tradition, Nancy. I kind of think of uh, uh, a State of the uh, Union address a couple, a few years ago, where there was a sharp departure from tradition when a president's speech was ripped in half. That's a sharp departure from tradition and respect to the office of the president of the United States. That would be one sharp departure we've had from tradition. So you're 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 on track there. Well, uh, in an update to this story, we're learning that it wasn't uh, McHenry so much, but McCarthy himself, Kevin McCarthy, who was behind the call to get Pelosi kicked out of her hideaway office. So maybe that was coming. He just getting didn't get that done in time. But it is something few on the House side have outside of uh, high-ranking members. Further, the person who will be utilizing that office. Uh, I guess will be McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy was behind interim speaker Patrick McHenry's move to kick former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and and former Majority Leader Steny Hoyer out of their office spaces uh, this week. So you have McHenry in there just filling the seat as it is for now, temporarily. News from the Hill Reporter, uh, Fox News reporter Brett Baer is scheduled to host a televised forum 
for three candidates for the Speaker of the House. And uh, those candidates are House Majority Leader Scalise of Louisiana, House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan of Ohio, and Republican Study Committee Chairman Kevin Hearn of Oklahoma, uh, saying that they would all participate in the event. And I understand that's uh, next Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. The three men will all appear on the same stage together, according to two sources familiar with the plans, a, a format that Fox is billing as a joint interview rather than a debate. Uh, the network saying that uh, Brett Baer will press the congressman on who should be the next Speaker of the House and discuss the issues facing Congress and the Republican Party as it is uh, going forward. So uh, next Monday, then, you'll see House Majority Leader Scalise House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan and Republican Study Committee Chairman Kevin Hearn all together to discuss uh, who should be who should be uh, leading the uh, leading the House, leading as Speaker of the House uh, next Monday. Some have some have commented that uh, Trump should accept the speakership. Could that even happen? Well, the former president saying that it might happen on one key condition. Now, this, is, uh, this was released very early this morning. News from yesterday that the former president, Trump, and current GOP frontrunner telling Fox News that Trump would only take the speakership, something that some Republicans have proposed, but only in a short-term capacity as a, quote, unifier for the GOP caucus until a permanent replacement would be found. This announcement came before... This was before Trump had formally endorsed Ohio Republican Jim Jordan uh, as who would be his pick for a permanent speaker on Thursday evening. Uh, Donald Trump saying, I have been asked to speak as a unifier because I have so many friends in Congress. If they don't get the vote, he said, they have asked me, asked me if I would consider taking the speakership until they get somebody longer term because I am running for president. Trump says they have asked me if I would take it for a short period of time for the party until they come to a conclusion. I'm not doing it because I want to. I will do it if necessary, should they not be able to make their decision. So we will see uh, what happens happens there. Of course, uh, so much uh, being mentioned uh, with Donald Trump this week. Uh, this was this day five, I think, of, of him uh, appearing in court. And here's a One America News saying former President Donald Trump's legal team uh, filed to dismiss his Washington, D.C. case, arguing that he was immune from prosecution due to his status as uh, as president. Specifically, John Lauro, counsel for Trump, argues that the Supreme Court decision in Nixon uh, versus Fitzgerald lays the framework for Trump to hold presidential immunity saying that in view of the special nature of the president's constitutional office and functions, a current or former president has, quote, absolute presidential immunity from civil damages, uh, liability for acts within the outer perimeter of his official responsibility. Lorora citing this, writing this in the filing, citing the old uh, Supreme Court uh, ruling. Supreme Court ruled in Nixon versus Fitzgerald, that the president is entitled to absolute immunity from damages, liability predicated on uh, his official acts. So, are you uh, at all like us? And it's just hard to keep track of all of these different uh, court cases against former President Trump. Now, uh, another one from One American News, the Supreme Court declining to take up a case that challenged former Donald, former President Donald Trump's eligibility to uh, actually be able to run for the White House in 2024. There's a case that has been saying, challenging, that Donald Trump's not even, shouldn't even be allowed to run for president in 2024. They've, they, <laughs> you've always heard people can sue you for anything. Well, they're just suing him now just so that he, he can't become president. This case was brought by John Anthony Castro, an unpopular candidate for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination, who claimed that uh, Trump should be disqualified from running, pointing to his alleged role in January 6, 2021, that uh, breach on the U.S. Capitol. 
And in his lawsuit, Castro, nice name, cited Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which bars any person from holding federal or state office who took an oath to support the Constitution of the United States and then went on to blame Trump, claiming he engaged in an insurrection or rebellion against the same, uh, given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof, despite the fact that there were documented, published tweets out where he was telling his, his supporters not to do anything of the sort. There was videos. There still are the videos that were put out there crying to people, don't, don't do these kind of things. A federal judge dismissed this, this lawsuit, finding that, he, that Castro lacked the legal right to bring the challenge that he was, prompting him to appeal to both, so he has appealed then, prompting him to appeal to both the Atlanta-based 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals and the Supreme Court. So, Supreme Court rejecting that uh, 14th Amendment challenge to disqualify Trump for running for president in 2024. And there would be a stack all its own of uh, things that we could talk about for again for about uh, former President Trump this week, but uh, we'll we'll move along. Let me let me hit on one more. American military news saying that the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, has secretly developed a new category of quote extremists that targets make America great again or, as we know it, MAGA supporters of former President Donald Trump ahead of the 2024 presidential election, according to classified information that has been obtained by Newsweek. The FBI secretly developing a category of extremist that targets Make America Great Again supporters. That information obtained by Newsweek indicates that an overwhelming majority of the FBI's current anti-government investigations are related to MAGA Republicans. A current FBI official told Newsweek the FBI is in an almost impossible position. The anonymous official, one of over a dozen current or former government officials specializing in terrorism, interviewed by Newsweek, claimed that the FBI is attempting to prevent any domestic terrorism that could lead to an incident like the January 6th Capitol storming. The official claiming Trump's army constitutes the greatest threat of violence domestically, politically. That's the reality and the problem set. That's what the FBI, as a law enforcement agency, has to deal with. Well, according to those speaking on uh, that uh, on that behalf we've talked in the past about you know there's always been partisanship there's always been party those on the left those on the right but there was a time listening friends there was a time when those on the left and those on the right at the end of the day would at least shake hands and thank god for america apparently those days are gone. We are uh, up against the break. We'll come back for more of this Friday News Roundup and comment. We're also going to uh, open up the phone lines here in just a little bit because we'd like to hear from you. Maybe you'd like to weigh in on some of these things that have been <laughs> just blowing our minds today. The Apostle Paul's letter to the Romans is a powerful epistle proclaiming the glory of Christ, teaching sound doctrine, and giving believers boldness. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Read by Brad Canterbury, VCY America is offering an audio CD of a complete reading of the book of Romans, telling of God's amazing love. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This audio recording also reveals God's amazing gift to mankind. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Good for yourself or to share with others. Paul's letter to the Romans on CD. Available for a donation of $9 from VCY America. Call 1-800-729-9829.
We are back on the VCY America radio network. Thank you for joining us. Friday brings a news roundup and comment in for Jim Schneider. I am Dalton Windsor. Jim is uh, on his way to Trail Ridge Camp in Hillsboro, Wisconsin. We have the annual father-son retreat. Dads and sons from, uh, well, all over converging into uh, Wisconsin uh, this evening and for the weekend. A weekend of, uh, well, just getaway. Dads and sons getting away, fellowship uh, with other uh, like-minded Christian men, hearing the Word of God, activities. Might be a little chilly there in southwest Wisconsin as uh, we're here in early October, but uh, we uh, uh, bid uh, travel mercies for Jim, and uh, God willing, he will be back with us next week. We would like to say a, a hearty Welcome to new listeners in Wilmington, Delaware. 99.5 FM, WVCW. VCY America, just signing on there for the first time just over 24 hours ago. 99.5 serving the Wilmington, Delaware area. Also broadcasting into a portion of the state of Maryland and also Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We say good afternoon to you. Welcome to VCY America Programming and this program titled Crosstalk. Well, uh, before the break, uh, we, of course, uh, setting the uh, table for all that has been going on this week, and uh, there are a few more things that uh, we do need to press on to to, uh, get to here today. We want to talk about Colorado a little bit, Oklahoma, and a couple of stories that we really need to cover on uh, the ongoing uh, vaccination uh, status that's going on in, in our country. Stuff that's just unbelievable. But uh, this one here from the Colorado Supreme Court, the Alliance Defending Freedom reporting the Colorado Supreme Court agreeing Tuesday to take the case of Jack Phillips and his masterpiece cake shop. This is the third such lawsuit to target him. Remember Jack Phillips, the cake maker? We all know Jack by now. Alliance Defending Freedom Attorneys representing Phillips and his cake shop appealed a Colorado Court of Appeals decision that would force him to express messages that violate his beliefs. Following the U.S. Supreme Court's landmark decision in the 303 Creative versus Ellenus that upheld free speech for all, ADF attorneys filed a supplemental notice with the Colorado Supreme Court asking it to apply uh, that ruling. You know, if, if, uh, if a certain sect of people can't get their way in life, they will just sue and just keep suing and just keep suing to try to break someone financially. We see this happening in so many Places. This is happening, apparently happening again here. So the Supreme Court taking uh, this uh, free speech case, and when more is unknown, we, of course, will will pass that along. That's uh, news in, in Colorado. We mentioned Oklahoma. Talk about the heartland. Well, it is no secret, uh, CBN News here saying it is no secret that Oklahoma's farmland is changing. It's changing hands. And it's not for the traditional crops of uh, wheat, corn, or cotton. Um, I don't know how much cotton is grown in Oklahoma. But, uh, this says, uh, since the legalization of medical marijuana in the state eight years ago, Oklahoma's farmland has become a hot commodity for those looking to grow cannabis, with a significant number of these buyers being foreign investors, primarily, any guesses? Any guesses on uh, who some of those foreign investors might be? China. Sheriff Dennis Banther of Kingfisher County says they're bringing in suitcases full of cash to purchase farmland. The rapid transformation of Oklahoma's farmland closely linked to the booming medical marijuana industry. Oklahoma, which approved a medical marijuana proposal in 2018, is one of the most permissive in the country. This approval set off a land rush that gained momentum uh, during the pandemic, the COVID pandemic, 
when Oklahoma remained open for business while others were locked down. Mark Woodward, spokesman for the Oklahoma Bureau of Narcotics, says that a medical marijuana grower's license allows businesses to legally cultivate marijuana for medical purposes. However, the surge in demand for licenses led to an increase in black market operations that are often run by criminal organizations. Woodward adds uh, that they would advertise on Mandarin websites saying, Come to Oklahoma. Grow marijuana. Millions to be made. A, a farmer, an Oklahoma farmer, says uh, criminals are paying locals or lawyers to buy it for them. Land sales to non-U.S. citizens in Oklahoma are prohibited. Currently, 3,000... Currently... 3,000 of the state's 6,400 marijuana operators are under investigation for obtaining licenses illegally selling black market weed. We'll see what happens how happens there. This from the uh, Epoch Times, kind of ch- shifting gears here a little bit. House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer of Kentucky announced a a new investigation this week back on Monday into the apparent efforts of Chinese operatives to infiltrate the U.S. military. Mr. Comer and Wisconsin Representative Glenn Grothman, who chair the Oversight Subcommittee on National Security, the Border, and Foreign Affairs, sent a letter to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and FBI Director Chris Wray on Monday raising alarm about repeated instances of Chinese nationals rushing through security gates at U.S. military bases. The Republican lawmakers called on Mr. Austin and Mr. Ray to brief Congress about these security incidents by next week, October 16th. There are two named Chinese citizens here uh, that were arrested at Naval Air Station uh, Key West in January 2019 after venturing onto the Naval base and snapping photos. According to court records, a security guard instructed the two Chinese nationals that they were unauthorized to enter the facility and that they could only proceed far enough onto the facility to make a U-turn to leave. The pair instead continued on the base. Those two Chinese nationals later pleaded guilty to illegally entering the naval base and were sentenced to prison in June of 2020. A third named Chinese national also pleaded guilty and was sentenced in June of 2020 over a similar similar effort to illegally enter uh, Key West, uh, the Naval Air Station uh, there. So we have uh, much foreign interest in our farmlands in Oklahoma and other places, and much foreign interest in the U.S. military and trying to infiltrate it. Now, we'll shift gears here briefly. said we wanted to talk a few things about the... Uh, ongoing vaccines in our country. The Blaze is saying the Pentagon's vaccine mandate is no longer in effect, but its repercussions continue to be felt. Now get this. Of the over 8,000 service members who were discharged for refusing the shot, only 43 have rejoined over the past eight months. There was the mandate, the military mandate, 8,000 service members said no to the jab. And over the past eight months, only 43 of the 8,000 have rejoined. So after the first rollout of the vaccination program, it was a voluntary basis then, Lloyd Austin announced a mandate in 2021 penalizing all service members who resisted. The Military Times indicated that roughly 17,000 service men- members ultimately refused to take the, the, the jab, while around 1,200 secured exemptions. Defense Department records indicate that 3,717 Marines, 1,816 soldiers, 2,064 sailors were discharged, discharged for refusing the vaccine. Many of our nation's best here. Discharged for one reason, refusing the mandate. Further, 834 Air Force Space Force service members were apparently also discharged. 
approximately 70% of those ousted for their refusal to take the novel mRNA vaccine reportedly received discharges. Uh, The mandate and the ousters were uh, roundly criticized, included by uh, many listeners to this program that would call in and voice their support. 20 governors in a uh, November 2022 letter demanded the mandate's repeal. The Biden vaccine mandate on our military creates a national security risk that severely impacts our defense capabilities abroad and our state readiness here at home. The mandate remained in effect August 2021 until January of this year, 2023, when Republicans ensured its nullification as part of the 2023 National Defense Authorization Act. Following the passage of that, Austin wrote in an unapologetic memo, Section 525 of the NDAA, there's a lot of fancy code here, uh, requires me to rescind the mandate that members of the armed forces be vaccinated against COVID-19. I hereby rescind that memorandum. Accordingly, troops would no longer have to take the vaccine against their will or undergo segregation. On the basis of their refusal to receive the COVID-19 vaccination, if they sought an accommodation on religious, administrative, or medical grounds. Despite this reversal, so despite the reversal and the provision of general discharges, thousands of ousted troops have not returned. Surprise, surprise. How many simply, uh, you know, once bitten, twice shy, saying, nope, I'm not going to go back under this situation. I assume that's what they're saying. Alabama Senator Tuberville wrote to Navy Secretary Del Toro and others saying Joe Biden firing thousands of healthy, dedicated service members made us weaker and never had any basis in science. The Senate and more importantly, military families deserve a full accounting of the effects of this policy up and down the chain of command. And one might also add Not only do these military families deserve a full accounting of the effects of the policies, but also of any long-term health effects. And friends, when you see a story like this next one, by the way, let's open the phone lines, 1-800-733-9829, 1-800-733-9829, this is out of Canada, the Canadian government admitting 74% of those triple vaccinated now have VAIDS, V-A-I-D-S. 74% of triple vaccinated in Canada now have VAIDS. What is that? That is Vaccine-Acquired Immune Deficiency Syndrome. Official data released by the Canadian government revealing 74% of the vaccinated population across Canada now has full-blown Vaccine-Acquired Immune Deficiency Syndrome. They're calling it VAIDS. 1-800-733-9829. 1-800-733-9829. We'll come back. There's a couple of more headlines we should visit, and then we want to visit with you. 1-800-733-9829. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Recently, Tucker Carlson gave a speech, and he declared, we're in a spiritual battle. Have you ever heard so many people within mainstream media and culture talking about a spiritual war or saying, this sounds like something from the Bible, from the book of Revelation. Well, indeed, we are involved in a spiritual battle, but how do we conduct that spiritual battle? Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5 tells us, it's not by railing at demons, shouting at Satan, it's by proclaiming truth. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5 says we are to cast down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the truth of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Real spiritual warfare is setting people free 
from Satan's lies. It's the battle for the heart and mind with biblical truth. Wow. Already final segment here of uh, News Roundup and Comment. Uh, We do uh, welcome your phone call, 1-800-733-9829. Just before we had to go to break, we mentioned that uh, 74% of those triple vaccinated in Canada are now reporting to have full-blown vaccine-acquired immune deficiency syndrome. They call it VADES. Uh, I had just heard about that for the first time uh, this week. And friends, that's uh, news in Canada. Meanwhile, there are places in our country today. In fact, I'm looking at a headline here from Epoch Times, a uh, another mandate. This is dated uh, from earlier this week. Baylor College of Medicine, a medical school and research center in Houston, announcing that it will mandate the latest COVID booster shot for its students, its faculty, and its employees. There's a mandate. In Houston, they're saying because of the concern in case numbers, some entities have reinstated mask mandates. Baylor College does not have a mask mandate, but if you are at high risk, you may consider making a personal choice to wear a mask in enclosed areas. That statement that's in Texas. You wouldn't one wouldn't think uh, of that. Uh, Terry is on on the line with us here. Terry, thank you for calling Crosstalk. He is in uh, Kentucky today. Hi, Terry. Yes, sir. Hi. I enjoy your show very much, and uh, I'm a born-again Christian, and I just think uh, I think the Satan is running Joe Biden's life, you know, what he's doing to our armed forces guys, uh, getting rid of them because they won't take his vaccine. I think that's just horrible. He's weakening our nation badly. Many would agree with you, uh, Terry. Many would agree. We do thank you for the call today. When we see headlines uh, as such, uh, including others that I haven't even uh, gotten to here today, uh, Florida Surgeon General slamming uh, a new COVID push uh, shot, no new COVID shot push. Uh, the uh, Florida Surgeon General there calling this latest push, quote, anti-human. We won't spend any much any more time on that story, but uh, that's just out this week from LifeSite News. Here's someone in the know, Florida Surgeon General, saying your new mRNA COVID push is anti-human. Looks like um, Jeannie is on the line also in Kentucky. Hi, Jeannie. Uh, Hello. Um, I'm calling because I have questions about um, Hillary Clinton was uh, saying that we need to be deprogrammed if we're pro-Trump. And you were saying, and I've heard at other places also, that there's a list of the people that uh, advocate for Trump and that they're going to put some kind of pressure on us or some kind of punishment before the next election. What are the possible things that they could do to us uh, now that they have that list? They intend to do something with it. Well, uh, Jeannie, uh, I know time will not allow for us to really uh, discuss all of that. We have not spoken uh, today about uh, the latest comments from Hillary Clinton, but you are correct that she has uh, made that statement uh, within the past day or so that, uh, those who support uh, Donald Trump for another presidential run need to be, quote, deprogrammed. And, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton has a long history of of uh, saying certain things about people who do not agree with her. There are uh, uh, the, the, the comments of, well, those people that, you know, are not in line with her are the deplorables and things like that. So I would assume uh, everyone that, uh, you know, is, uh, you know, knows who they are as far as uh, what you believe and where you stand. You need to stay the course and press on and just see what would happen. But thank you for your comments. Merle is in Tennessee. Hi, Merle. Thanks for calling Crosstalk. Yeah, Dalton. It's no coincidence that uh, the DOJ and FBI are coming out with that new mega extremist list, and the timing is perfect with Hillary coming out and talking about a formal deprogramming. Mm -hmm. They must not look at this as being benign. If they would have their way right now, we wouldn't be on the air right now talking. And uh, so we need to be praying, brother. This is true. This is true. Well, thank you for your call, uh, Merle. We appreciate it. Leroy is in Atlanta. Hi, Leroy. Hey, yeah, uh, that's that story that you just said about phase. The first time I heard of it was shortly after the vaccine came out and it was a case in uh, Australia. Okay. And uh, when you said it, man, my, my floor hit the mouth. I mean, it's it's incredible what this thing has done. And 
and mainstream media won't mess with it. I looked up the story that you said, and this is how you know you're over the target. The first thing that came up was a fat check. Ah, yeah. sure. Yeah, that would be that would be right. All right, uh, Leroy, press on. We thank you uh, for your call. I have a headline here in front of us uh, from the Epoch Times, another one this week. Psychosis, panic attacks, hallucinations, the bizarre psychiatric cases among the COVID vaccinated. That from Epoch Times uh, just uh, uh, published just published just yesterday. Looks like uh, Al is in West Virginia. Al, thanks for calling in. Brother Dalton, thanks for taking my call. Uh, yeah, I, I'm very concerned about the uh, the COVID shots in the military. My son is aspiring to be in the service itself, and I'm, I'm concerned for his health, and I'm concerned for uh, the future of, of my family, you know, my grandkids or whatnot. You just don't know. Um, uh, but it's just so di- uh, concerning about all of this, it's, uh, and I am a deplorable, I suppose. Um <laughs> But I'm a Christian, and, and I believe that, that our team's going to win because when you're fighting for something, you're better off that way than fighting against something. Well, Al, thank you for your call, and I know many would agree with uh, every uh, last word uh, you just said there. And for the Christian friends, uh, uh, we, we know in whom we have believed. Amen. We know in whom we have believed. We know not to be conformed to this world because we are, have been transformed by the renewing of our minds, that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, we began this program thanking pastors this month of October is Pastor Appreciation Month. Pastors, the work you are doing, you're changing the world one soul at a time. And we're talking about the pastors who are still preaching Bible, who are still teaching Bible, the Word of God that is sharper than any two-edged sword. And again, from Romans chapter 12, literally, mental health is spiritual health. Spiritual health is mental health. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that we may prove that which is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God as being one of the many who have been born again by the grace of God and changed by the word of God forever changed and now with with hope that surpasses all human understanding or anything that this world would offer friends let us not have a spirit of fear but that spirit of power and love and of a sound mind that can only come from the word of God the creator God through his son Jesus Christ we do thank you for listening today The Lord's Day is coming this coming Sunday. May you find yourself in a Bible-preaching, Bible-teaching church. God bless you. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Take Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk.